Welcome to Menopause, Marriage and Motherhood, a podcast about that time of life that tends to take us all by surprise. I'm your host, Karen O'Connor. Let's get right into it. We're recording now, so that's much better. <laughs> Take two. Take, Take two. two. Here we go. The people. I'm going to leave that in because I screwed up. The recording didn't work. So we were 10 minutes into talking. So we'll yep. try and do a recap because it actually was really good. Yes. So Heidi. <laughs> Hello. <Okay. laughs> Thank you so much for being on. Just give us the two-minute version of how you got here. <laughs> sure. Oh, I love it. This is a great moment. I have to say, this is a great moment for you to just breathe. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Come out of my head. Just <sighs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like breath is the gateway, right? So basically I, I am an energy, I call myself an energy alignment coach. I am a life coach and I help people shift, <laughs> shift amazing stuff that they're holding baggage out of the way, out of their life so that they can actually move on. I am a master MBIT coach, which is multiple brain integration techniques. And uh, this is about head, heart and gut and uh, bringing that into alignment and that's all based in the latest neuroscience and it also is a blend of meeting ancient wisdom there's there were six years of research that went into that modality before it it was launched onto <laughs> to training people up in that by an australian grant Susilo, um, who who actually just passed away last year sadly and also marvin oka so they combined their studies together, the studies together to actually come up with this process. I also, I love it. <laughs> I, I'm also a Reiki master practitioner and a teacher. So I, I train people up in both fields. And at the moment, I'm excited because in March next year, 2021, across Australia, we have seven trainers like me training people up with the MBIT coach certification. And I'm doing one on the Gold Coast, obviously. There's one in Toowoomba. There will be uh, one or two in uh, Melbourne, Perth and Sydney, as far as I know. So it's extremely exciting. And at the moment, we are getting the word out there. So the coach training is not just for coaches. It can be for coaches. Absolutely. It's an extra tool in your tool bag, right, in the tool belt to be able to help people move through what they're moving through to become unstuck in their life. Uh, but we also work with and train our people who are trainers, who, who are helping people to move into a different area in their life, perhaps, or upskill, and also people who are health practitioners, so chiros, physios, OTs, doctors, people who are in the medical field as well, so that it just gives you another way to actually help your clients better. You can actually see um, how they're staying stuck and whatever processes you're already using with them, you can actually start to go, well, uh, for this particular person, for some reason, it's still not working. So what else could it be? And it, it just is, it offers another process, which is actually quite easy to use to find where those blockages are in between the head and the heart and the gut on a neurological level. Okay. It's also really great for energy healers and workers, which I'm also working in that space because it, it just marries up with that really beautifully. We are energy. You know, you just think about it when you walk into a room, when someone is really, you know, has a really high vibe, they actually lift 
the vibe of the whole room around them, you notice and you they kind of attract you over. You're like, oh, I want to be near that person. I want to be around that person. Uh, it's a little bit like when you and I met the, the other week at uh, the networking meeting and you just have this beautiful vibe about you and I was attracted to come over and sit next to you. So, you know, I didn't know who you were at that stage. <laughs> so it's beautiful. <laughs> it's what's fascinating to me as you're talking here is that how did they do the science about connecting between the head, your heart yeah. and your gut? Because yeah. I know that I tend to, I, I go off gut feelings when I meet people. Like I very yeah. much, and I've learned to yeah. trust that. And particularly yes. even in a business sense, you know, yeah. John, John gets me to meet people that he's thinking of doing something with and, and I get the yes or no, or I'll say, look, be careful because blah, blah, blah. Yes. So there's a real, but I don't know where my heart comes into it. Well, I mean, it does, but, you know, I haven't tapped into that. So how did they Mm. do the research? Mm. So Grant Suslu and Marvin Oka spent six years doing uh, really intensive research in the latest neuroscience. So, and they also looked at ancient wisdom, ancient teachings of energy as well, and and beliefs around how the body actually functions and how we process that and how we use that in our life and, and the stages that we also go through. So all of that's kind of combined in this modality, which is really love. It's kind of like the missing link. When I did the training a few years ago, I was like, this this is the thing that I've been looking for. It's the piece to the puzzle that was missing, right? That's how it felt for me when I did the training. And I haven't looked back. I've used it with the in, with NLP as well because that's all your thinking and processing up here, right? But we have neurons in, in our brain, in our head. We know about that. We've already learned a lot about that. It's been well publicised for many, many years about the neurons in your brain, in your head, right? One thing that has not been heavily publicised, especially in mainstream media or through channels that would reach the everyday person or even health practitioner, unless they're looking for it, is that your heart is also built up with neurons. And this was actually declared the second brain, another brain inside your body, when was it? Back in 2008, I think, where they actually said, what classifies a brain in your body is a complex neural network. And they defined that the heart is that, just like the brain is. It has a different number of uh, neurons and it varies between person to person depending on how efficiently you are using that. And it, it is responsible for a different way of behaving and a way of communicating, has a different way of communicating than your head brain. So they have different jobs effectively within your body. And like you said, it's about tuning in. So the gut also is known as another brain now. And there have been more people talking in recent years about uh, gut gut bacteria and the biology of, of the gut and how it processes things and how when you have a healthy gut, then the rest of you is much healthier and you're able to work, play, rest, everything better when you have a healthy gut. So there is a lot more information coming out about that in 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 the in the space of just the everyday person, which is really wonderful. Again, this is built up with a complex neural network. So this again, and that's what terms it as a brain. So this is why this modality is called multiple brains based on that definition. 
So without going into all of the details, there will be more webinars. There will be webinars, a series of webinars coming out. I'm not sure if it'll be the end of this year or the start of next year. It's going to be on that threshold. I'm going to say it's going to probably be towards the start of next year. It's in the planning phase at the moment with uh, the team of MBIT coaches who are going to be running the courses next year. So, yeah, we're running them around the country, Perth, Sydney, Melbourne, up here on the Gold Coast as well, and in Toowoomba. There'll be another one in in Toowoomba as well. Uh, So it's pretty exciting that we can actually share this with more people who are ready to learn more about tuning into their own body, bringing their body back into alignment, uh, to be able to actually empower you to find in you where are you stuck and then how and look at the pattern of how you're stucking we call it stucking in the mbit community how are you doing your stucking and uh, and we don't make it good bad or ugly we just observe it and then we go okay cool here it is this is where it is and we have a we have processes to be able to release that and it's quite painless (laughs) the most part and quite a lot of the time when my clients come to me for coaching, they will actually say to me, oh, you know, I've had other coaches before and with you it's not painful. And I'm like, well, it doesn't need to be painful. <laughs> so it, the pain state is there because when you're doing your stucking, once you find it and you know how to release it, then it, it goes away. So when you say it was the missing piece, what had caused you to realize that it was the missing piece so obviously you've been doing some stuff until then and you'd done personal development work as well as other stuff but what what was it that made you go oh why, why was it the missing piece um it's really interesting I, it occurred to me i recall that it, it actually that came to me that realization came through in one of the trainings we actually do four days of four full days of training for master coach sorry for the coach certification and on one of those days I I think it might have been the third day I actually realized and experienced for myself a whole new level of awareness and shifted some things that I hadn't previously been able to shift and that was during one you know you'd pair up with another person who was there doing the training and you would actually go take each other through a process and this happens quite often with most coach certification trainings and you know you pair up and there's that that work that you actually do together in person and embed is a little different to the other modalities and um, we we don't run it online i actually do have clients that i serve online like through zoom like this and the effects are still the same as if it's in person that's what i've noticed from my experience coaching people so they're just as profound via zoom as if they were right next to me however when we're learning it in the in the learning environment it we find in the mb community it's much better to actually do that in person so that we can it's a safety thing as well so that we have someone who's qualified already and knows about the process to be able to be there to support if needed but like i said it's quite a nice process to move through and for me it just it just felt like that missing piece there was things that i had used in nlp Uh, with NLP processes that hadn't really worked for me, that hadn't helped me shift different things within me from my past. 
And, and I'm, also, I'm also qualified as a timeline therapist through NLP and I love that. I absolutely love that modality. It's extremely useful, especially with past life things and generational things that people are holding that's not even theirs, you know. But basically this can also be done within the MBIT process. So if people are already qualified with things like that, you can actually integrate it into the MBIT process and you can do it within the section of the body where it is being held. It just so takes- it would be held in a different place, would it? So some, like the same experience could be in somebody's head, in somebody's heart or in somebody's gut. Absolutely, absolutely. Wow. <laughs> and why would it be in those different places? <laughs> so I help people through this all the time and literally it will show up in different places in their body. You used to do, so you've done NLP and you used to do Reiki. And so did you do it in that order, NLP, then Reiki, then then go on to NLP? No, I actually, I didn't, and I still do Reiki and I still use NLP as well. I actually find that they're extremely useful modalities. I actually blend them together with with my coaching practice. I find that they, they all have a place, but I don't separate them. I actually use them in an integrated way. And because I am really in tune with my body and my gut as well, my gut intuition, I actually am guided through the session as to what's right in that moment for the client. So obviously intuition comes into that, but also the learning and the experience that I've already had with coaching people and holding them in that safe space and knowing where that's leading and what may be next, but also being open to actually seeing how that person is processing and how what is coming up for them. So it's it's a combined, <laughs> I would say. So for me, the NLP is definitely, it plays a huge part because this is this is all based in the head and it is all it's all around how do you view your world? And then what I like to ask the question then. What is it that you're not seeing? So we, in NLP, we learn that we distort and delete information that comes in. So that you could be having something that's right in front of you and you might have see, seen it or read it maybe eight times and you haven't seen the spelling error there or you haven't seen the thing that's right in front of you, yet if you come with fresh eyes or somebody else takes a look at it, and they haven't been staring at that screen for so long, they will pick up on that mistake. Or it could be that they just have another a greater awareness to it as well in that moment. And then when they point it out, you then notice it. But what actually happened there was that you deleted it out of your awareness, even though it was right there. So NLP plays a huge role in power processing, definitely. And embraining just brings everything to a new awareness. It also opens the flow of energy through your body, through the neural circuitry in your body, up your vagus nerve, in the spine, making sure that those blockages are not in the way of the information coming through. It's like in our spine, we have this information highway with our neural circuitry up the spine. It's called the vagus nerve for anyone who's familiar with that. And the information travels up and down that spine to different areas in your body with information. And embraining MBIT provides 
the people who are using it, the clients or, or the practitioners even, even if you're using it and you're embodying it in your life, it provides you with a greater awareness to be able to tune into that but also to remove any blockages that are in the way from preventing information from coming up to your head or into your heart or into your gut. So why would the blockages be in different places? Mm. (laughs) So it depends what you're holding and you're actually storing it there. For me, as someone who also works with energy, the different places in your body where you're storing them represent different different things as well. For example, uh, if you were holding something in your left hip, then it is related to feminine energy and it's probably something to do with your past or with relating or relationships with females or people who are feminine energy in your life. And so if you have stuckness there and it's actually like pain, there's pain coming through or you have lack of mobility through there as well, it's all to do with those issues that they're all stored in that place. And so when you have more awareness, the more like, and we can learn, learn forever. Like I I actually love learning. I love learning and I love teaching. I'm a teacher at heart. For me, learning is not just about having the knowledge and gaining the knowledge. It's actually about what do you then do with the knowledge? Do you actually put it into practice in your life? Because if you learn something that is life-changing, it is actually not going to change your life unless you put it into action. So that's called embodiment these days. It's the same thing. And that's all around your gut and taking action. So the gut is responsible for that. It also is also the place where we know when people are immobilised and stuck in their life and literally don't know how to unfreeze and they're like oh I just I don't want to go do that speech or whatever and they'll come up with all these excuses and why they don't want to and they'll feel really upset but the thing is and anxious and everything but their gut is immobilizing them because they're not tuning into the messages there they're not tuning into all three all three are not rowing in the same direction so they're not aligned and it's about recognizing how to move through that so just let me go back to a couple of pieces. Explain to people what timeline therapy is because I've just realised we're using a lot of technical terms here and I'm going, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I yeah, know them, but yeah. people might not. So like Reiki, yes. I'll get you to explain Reiki after mm-hmm. this, but then mm-hmm. timeline therapy yes. too, what that is. and Yeah, um, sure. So timeline therapy, um, I learned that when I learned NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming, right? It was about your view of the world and the information you're receiving and giving out into the world through here. Timeline therapy is um, a modality that goes along with NLP. It is uh, basically a process where we can go back and look at events that took place and you don't need to relive them. So events that may have not been the best events, uh, for example, I have worked on with timeline therapy with people who've had relationship conflicts in their life or, like, for example, some people that have had issues with men in their life in every aspect. And what happens quite often is it will stem back to something a very long time ago. And then timeline, we pinpoint exactly when the first occurrence was. So either it's in this lifetime or... And it's, of, it's usually in early childhood or for some people, quite a lot of people actually, it actually goes back further than that and it's actually generational 
or even some people I've worked with, it actually goes back into past lifetimes. And um, timeline can be used for that to actually reorganise events that have taken place and it reorganises your view on what took place, kind of like photoshopping a memory, if you like, if you want to think about it like that. And then there is also a process that I use within Timeline where you are able to receive the messages from your past self and from anyone else that is there that comes and is present in that space. And there can be an exchange of wisdom, an exchange of, you know, is there something that needs to be resolved? Is there forgiveness that needs to happen? Is there acceptance? Lots of different things can happen in that space. And I also use hypnotic suggestions because I've also been trained with hypnosis as well. And I just use those to help the person to actually change it, not just in this conscious, on the subconscious level, but to bring the two together. So they're actually changing it at the, at the cause of what's actually caused it all in the first place and bringing that to the conscious mind so that it agrees. Yeah, so there's quite there's quite a lot to it. We also then, in doing that, it also changes events all the way through your timeline till now, and we ought to also future pace. So timeline can be also used just exclusively for future pacing somebody. For example, if someone has a presentation coming up, you know, at a board meeting or something like that, or a speech or um, at a birthday party or a wedding, and they're actually really... Um, stressed about it and anxious and they're it's affecting them timeline therapy can be used to actually help the person see that it's successful and see themselves in that successful light having achieved it and doing it and moving through it and the end end result and then we actually bring that back to now so they actually embody it now it, it effectively actually rewires their neural makeup because they change their beliefs on what's occurring it also gives them a clear plan for how to move forwards for that to happen so it's quite quite powerful yeah is that just in the head or does that go into the heart and the gut as well when you do that so when I learned it I learned it through NLP as I said and when you learn it through NLP it's all based in the head I actually use I have used it with my clients in different areas in their body as well. I actually do something else, which is time piercing. I haven't done the training to train people up for for that. I learned it for myself through another coach over in the States, and I find it actually even much faster and more efficient than timeline therapy. But sometimes the occasion actually occurs for timeline therapy to be used. So... So what's yeah. time pierce? Is it time piercing or timeline time piercing? Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely not qualified to talk about it because oh, I'm okay. I, I'm not qualified in it, but I use I do use it. I use it all the time and I do use it with my clients because it works really well. It works well for me and it works well for them. It is a process of just literally calling into the space the other version of you that you need to have conversation with and you do. And you receive that wisdom, you know, that exchange happens and you bring back to now well I mean it's all now actually anyway time piercing is all in the now so it base it's based on a different premise than timeline therapy (laughs) then what's Reiki 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 is beautiful I love Reiki 
oh, if I could just do every anything, it would just be Reiki all day. I love Reiki. It's it's actually a form of hands-on healing. It's a Japanese traditional form of hands-on healing. Uh, it can also be done by distance because it's all based around energy. Me as the Reiki practitioner, I am just the clear channel, which is what the studying of it is about, is about learning how to be the clear channel for the client. People quite often misunderstand Reiki and think that I'm giving you my energy. That is not the case at all. That's a big misconception. And I don't mind if people want to think about it like that, but that's not how it works. It's not my energy. It's universal life energy. That's what Reiki means. It means universal life energy. And we just channel it through with intention to where it needs to go in the person's body. So it is used to open up the flow of energy throughout the body, through the meridians, through the arms, legs, through the centre as well, all the chakras, which is your energy centres through your body. It is also used to balance all of those energy centres, so releasing any blockages that are there just purely by using energy. So the person will lie on the Reiki table like a massage table and they'll have their eyes closed. There will be some calming music as well to just get the person into that breath and just relax. Quite often people will fall asleep during a Reiki session and that's okay. I have some clients as well who are actually very chatty while they're having a Reiki session because we are so in tune that I quite often will get visions or visuals of the energy shifting in them or messages through and we actually communicate. So I have a couple of clients who do that with me and that's just the way they like to have their session. So I, I cater for what they, what's right for them, you know. Quite often messages will come through for the person and I, I mostly intend for them to go straight to the client They don't always need to come through me, especially if they're not for me. It just needs to go straight to the client for them to receive that, whether that's from, you know, an uncle or an auntie or someone they know in their life who's still alive or someone who is already passed passed over. They quite often will come through in the session. Not always, but it's just whatever's meant to be for that person in that session. And it also opens up it can relieve pain. So I've had people coming to me with chronic, chronic, chronic pain, things that have been going on for years and they've had lots of other treatments through with other professionals, which has been great, but at the same time the problem is still there. So like I said to you about the hip before, this is all knowledge that I've gained from my Reiki practice and my energy coaching, which, um, which you know helps us learn where in your body you're storing different things. And quite often while I'm in a Reiki session, I will intuitively tune in and I also have my guides giving me the message of what, the, what the, to guide that person, what do they need to release, what is it that they need, what needs to come to their attention so that they can actually let go of that or make peace with that so that that pain can go away. You used to be a, a primary school teacher, didn't you? I know. It's so, so different. How did you go from being a primary school teacher to teaching Reiki and then teaching I know, right? All the other stuff. Yeah. So I did I have three young boys myself. So I am a mum. I'm divorced now. I, I was in a very long term marriage for, you know, I was together with him for twenty three years. And 
uh, he decided he wanted to go and be with somebody else. So I had a bit of soul searching time going on in my life. And during that time, you know, because I had, I had grown up in a family that had taught me that you, when you fall in love, you marry someone for once and that's it and you stay together forever and all of this stuff. So this really challenged my whole belief system that I had been brought up on, which, you know, I had adopted and it wasn't even my belief. It was my parents' belief and their parents' belief. So this had gone back a few generations. So it started, it got me to this point very quickly where I was questioning who am I and why am I here? And like my whole world had ended. It basically felt at the time like it came crumbling down around me. And I was like, well, what do I do now? I, I felt like I had been extremely lost. And I actually felt quite stupid because I had been blindsided by the events that took place. And not saying that that's right, wrong, or anything. It is just what happened. And it taught me lots <laughs> about how I want to now show up in the, in the world, how I want to show up in relationships. I knew something had to change drastically and it had to change inside me. So this basically, this opening within myself actually allowed me to see that all my beautiful friends around me at the time had been really divinely placed there to support me through that process of rediscovering who was I and coming back to my centre, like to actually find, I actually found that there was happiness inside me, that it wasn't outside of me. I had been searching through my adult years, even, you know, teenage years, for absolutely, I think we all do, but even as an adult and with young children, I had been searching for happiness through my ex-husband, through my friends, through work, through social things, I had been searching outside of myself. And it became very clear to me very quickly when that all ended that it wasn't in it wasn't out there. It was like and I saw it and I felt it inside me. And I kind of went, oh my goodness, it's actually inside. <laughs> so I kind of went, well I can't not share this with everybody now because I want to share with the people who were like me, who were actually stuck in that place where they had lost connection with that. And there's nothing, I, I don't see it as a fault or a failure or anything like that. I literally just see it as I had that experience as well. And I remember when I was in that experience of not knowing where the happiness was, that it was painful and that there was a lot of struggle and that, there were things like misery and depression and in my life and it wasn't a really happy time, you know. So if I can make different, I thought if I can actually make the difference in just one person's life to actually show them a little bit of light and just go, guess what, you can have this too and it's actually inside you and I can help you unlock that so you can have it for yourself and then you can go and share that with other people make difference in one person's life then that ripple effect it literally changes the lives of everybody around them you know so this, this is why I do what I do it led me to the coaching it led me to the Reiki and it led me to the energy work so I'm in, extremely happy and I feel like it was a blessing in disguise that my whole world ended and 
I had to be reborn, you know, <laughs> when I was nearly 40. So <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> because for a lot of women, when we hit midlife, that's exactly how we feel, you know. Mm-hmm. For those of us who are mothers, the kids start leaving home or they leave home and you just suddenly hit with, well, now what? absolutely and for me mine are still quite young so my situation is slightly different but there are a lot of mothers who are like me who are you know a little older but they their kids are still quite young like literally I have three boys they are six nearly ten my middle one is ten in a couple of weeks and my eldest is eleven so they are all still in primary school at the moment they are a handful, you know, um, of course, you know, as boys will be. I mean, hello, girls are too. I have friends with girls and they're a handful too. What, what all of this work that I do now has really taught me is to appreciate my children even more, how different they are, how individual they are, how special they are, knowing that they chose me and their father. doesn't matter that we split up, but they chose us to be their parents and that it's up to us to do the best that we can be. So for me, it's up to me to be the best mum that I can be, regardless of what their father is doing. And he is doing an amazing job. He's, he's, I think he's actually an even better father for them now because he's happier. So, you know, as a mother, that's more than I could have ever wished for, for my children to be loved in both homes. Even though we're separate, they are more loved now than they ever were before. So they get the best of both worlds and they get to experience two different households, two different realities, and in that they also have more experience. They're becoming wiser. They're working out the way that the world works for them by having this extra experience that not every child will have. So is what else would you... So if you had, and I'm dropping you on the spot here, mm-hmm. if you had one piece of advice to give to women who are feeling really down or just in a not crash hot place right now Mm. what would you say to them what would that piece of advice be I would say to actually stop and breathe like really it's about stopping and breathing the breath is the gateway it opens up the energy flow throughout your body It helps you to oxygenate all of your cells so you are going to be a better mother or a better woman straight away just from stopping and taking four really nice deep breaths into the tummy and releasing it out. So in Embraining we call it balanced breathing and it is based on the yogic breathing that has been around for centuries, which is four in, four out. You could do for a count of four if you're not used to it but making sure that you actually breathe all the way down into the tummy so that the tummy expands out and then releasing it to a nice count of four. Do it four times, so four, four, four. In embraining, we say six seconds, but if if you're not up to that, that's fine. So if you do it four times, that will basically take you up to, you know, uh, into a space where you're actually a little bit more relaxed, a bit more focused. If you are still quite stressed, I would definitely say reach out reach out to somebody who you know who can support you. If you don't have a support network, then, you know, I'm here. <laughs> if, you, if you need someone to talk to, Karen is here as well, so reach out to her as well. There is support all around you and 
quite often when we are stressed, we're not sure how to reach out or we're not sure that people are there. We, we quite often when we're stressed, we feel like we're alone mm. and we feel like there is no one there. So just know that that's just a lovely story you're telling yourself and that's not actually true. We are here. You've just deleted us from your visual and we are here for you and we're ready to help when you're ready to receive. So literally my, my coaching page is Minds Connect Coaching on Instagram and Facebook or my personal page. And, yeah, it's as easy as booking a Connect call to, to actually chat and see whether or not what I do can help you or reaching out to Karen and seeing she, she knows a lot of people as well and I also refer people out. So if I can't help you, I'll be like, you know what, I know someone who can. Go and see, you know, this person over here. So it's a team effort. <laughs> it's interesting what you say about when you're feeling stressed you feel quite isolated because that's my biggest memory of when I didn't, I kind of realised that I was going through menopause, but I didn't realise the implications of it. Like I honestly, hand on heart, believed that I was the only person in the entire world who had ever felt this way ever in the entire history. Nobody else ever felt this way. Everybody else had their act together. Everybody else was happy, fulfilled. Everything else in life was just (laughs) me. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's like a cry for help. And it's also knowing what I do. It's also the ego wanting acknowledgement. Like the ego is such a dirty word now. It, it, it is essentially who you are. So it's your identity. When you actually start to tune into your identity and who you really are, um, just asking what does it need right now? What is it that it needs right now? Does it need a bit of love and nurturing? Does it need an embrace? Like literally hug yourself. Like for years I wasn't doing stuff like that and I did feel so isolated and alone as well. So I hear exactly what you're saying. I resonate with that. But it's about including these nice little practices that you can do in your life really easily. Like you can hug yourself in the morning in the bed before you get up, before anyone even sees you. Because when you give that to yourself, this is like self-respect. You're respecting and valuing who you are before you start to give that to anyone else. Like put that oxygen mask on you first so that you can actually help others, you know. It's like a plain analogy, not that we can fly anywhere at the moment, but I didn't get it for years. I actually, I was in that place so dark and lost that I would fly to different places with my kids even when they were very young and <laughs> I never understood. I was in that place where I didn't understand why would I put the oxygen mask on me first? I literally was like, no, I would put it on my child. But now after the events that I've gone through, the experiences I've had in my life and helping other women out of DV situations, out of abusive situations to find that light again, it is so important to put that oxygen mask on you first. (laughs) Because if you're not here, then you're not here for anyone around you. You know, so take that breath. Give yourself a hug. <laughs> All the self-love. I actually have a beautiful group set up with little energy tips that I drop in weekly 
for it's actually for men and women uh, because I find that men also move through these similar experiences where they feel loneliness or they feel lost or a little disconnected or misunderstood. This is just part of our human experience. It's not exclusive to women. So, yeah, that's called energy-aligned connections and it's just a nice little place where I drop hints and tips about how to, how to look after yourself better. <laughs> all, of, all of these uh, connection points that you've talked about will be on the web page. That's why I do a landing page so that everybody's got all the connections that they need. It makes it nice. Really- I love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been lovely chatting with you today. I just want to say thank you from my side to for inviting me onto the onto the session today, onto the podcast. I think it's fantastic. It was my pleasure. Share, right? We share our experiences and we learn through others. It's beautiful. Yeah. And that's what this is all about. This is all about sharing information, experiences, wisdom, tips, all of that stuff because I think a lot of us have lost that intimate connection with people. We're kind of much more isolated mm-hmm. than we were. So it's an important yeah. way of... of reaching out to people so thank you so much i really enjoyed that heidi thank you thank you what you said about me as well that you saw me and came and sat down you thought oh energy <laughs> it was beautiful energy doesn't lie and i think i feel like as women we we all know that but it's about how well are we actually tuning in and trusting that so it's everything that I'm about really is helping people build more awareness around their own energy and how to tune in and actually trust it. Yeah, I appreciate that. That was really lovely. <laughs> Thanks, Heidi. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good week. Yeah, you too. Bye. See you. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on Menopause, Marriage and Motherhood. Make sure you visit our website, middleagedwomenstuff.com, where you can subscribe to the show in any of the players or via RSS so you'll never miss a thing. If you liked this show, you might want to check out the webpage, which gives you lots more information about both our host and our guest, along with heaps of other resources. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday and Friday for the next episode. And that's all for this episode. We can't wait to see you next time.